0: Two weeks ago was my mother's funeral. She died a peaceful death and she lived an amazing 95 years. But it's still hard to lose a loved one. And you know it, you've experienced it. When you lose a loved one, you feel this giant void in your life. The sense that it is permanent is hard to comprehend. The sorrow that you feel seems to go deep into your bones. And then, of course, the grieving. It's different for everyone, but you just have to persevere through it. It's hard. It's hard even when they're 95 years old and been sick for the last couple of weeks of their life. It's still hard. Now, in our particular case, the grieving process consisted of tears and crying, and laughter too, and every emotion in between. Fortunately, we were able to cry. St. Ephraim once said that until you have cried, you don't know God. We also laughed. We prayed to God that he would take my mom in the middle of the night when she was sleeping. And then when he did, we were like, whoa, God, we didn't mean tonight. So we laughed about that. Anyway, my dad passed away 20 years ago, so with my mom's passing just recently, it was a new and difficult experience that we had to deal with. And for any of you that have experienced death of a dear dear one, things happen to you. For me, for example, I noticed that all of those things that were so important just a week prior to her death suddenly had no importance at all. The deadlines at work, the client issues, the busyness of our culture and all of its noise didn't matter. All that mattered was that my mom had died. I also sensed this huge awakening of my mortality. With my dad dead, my mom now dead, I was the next generation to face death. I myself would be in that wooden box someday. That was hard. I also learned that death was a time of bitter times and sweet times. Clearly, you're very sad. I was sad that my mom had to suffer in those last few weeks of her life. I was sad that I didn't get to Gunnison in time before she died. Just sad that she was gone. But oh my gosh, people would come out and just hug us. Condolences, prayers, good wishes, cards, flowers, masses kind words, and the kind words that we heard repeatedly about my mom was that she was a really sweet, holy, loving, kind woman, and that made us feel good. So in the midst of the sadness, there was joy. And lastly, I think the thing that I noticed during this death of my mom was that death really is, a time to take stock of one's own behavior. For death is a time of simplicity and poverty. It's a place where illusions go away and reality hits you right in the face. And during this time, we are confronted with our own sinfulness and our own emptiness in our lives. I would wonder if my mom thought I was a good son. I would wonder if people would say nice things about me when I died. And I would wonder if, like my mom, I'm being holy, sweet, kind, loving. Friends, we have come to the great and holy season of Lent. Lent, like the time of death, is a desert time. It brings us back to the basics. It's a time when only the fundamentals really matter. Because in the desert, there are no distractions. There are no disillusions. There are no secondary matters. Everything is basic, necessary, simple. In the desert you live or you die. The Bible frequently employs the desert as the setting for the discovery of bold and simple truths. How often the great heroes of the Bible had to spend time in the desert. Abraham, Jacob, Joseph, Moses, Isaiah, Jeremiah, John the Baptist, St. Paul, and, of course, Jesus. In today's gospel, we hear the words, The Spirit drove Jesus into the desert, and he remained in the desert for 40 days, tempted by Satan. The same spirit who descended on Jesus at his baptism a few days prior now drives him into the desert. And the result was this radical confrontation and temptation by Satan who is attempting to frustrate the work of God. Now Jesus we know is without sin, but in his human nature, He had to face temptation. And thanks be to God, always the teacher, Jesus taught us how to prevail through temptation. He rebuffed Satan and stood fast in his determination to carry out his father's will. After his time in the desert, what did Jesus say to us? He said this. The kingdom of heaven is at hand. Repent and believe in the gospel. That wonderful word repent implies that we have to have a change of mind, a change of vision. It is the turning away from sin and the turning toward God. It's a time to wake up and look and see something different. What should we see? We should see the kingdom of God. We should see the new order. We should see God's way of doing things, not our way of doing things. Death is indeed a hard reality, but now we are in this time called Lent and it's a lot like death because during Lent we are called to the desert. What does the desert symbolize? Well, it symbolizes confrontation with our own sins, seeing our own dark side. It's a deep realization of our dependency on God It's an ordering of our priorities, certainly, and it's just flat getting back to the basics. The desert means any and all of these things. So practically speaking, now that we are in Lent, how do we go to the desert? Well, the answer is simple. Go to confession. And while you're in the confessional, listen carefully to the words your soul is telling you to speak. Bless me, Father, for I have sinned. My last confession was when? Here are my sins. And as you tell your sins to the priest, listen very carefully for that sin that just keeps coming back up. That sin that we continue to commit in spite of our best efforts. Now I'll make a bold assumption that that sin possibly has something to do with the relationship or the treatment of another person. I'll either go to the extent that that person could very well be a family member or an extended family member. St. Mother Teresa, in her great wisdom, knew that in our fallen nature, we oftentimes would sin against those who we are closest to. And that's why she continually preached that love begins at home. So, if this is true for you, or whatever that recurring sin is that you have every time you go to confession, Let us now during this lentil season actually resolve to change our ways. Let us resolve to repent, to turn away from that sin and to turn towards God. And if that sin happens to be against another person who probably has hurt you dearly, then try to be sweet, kind, loving, And holy. Now there's also a sense of urgency here, maybe because my mom's death kind of struck us hard, but we don't know what turns life has for us or when death might come, so get on with the task at hand. And oh by the way, if you think you can do this even with the best of intentions and the strongest of resolutions, know full well that you will fail. You will fail unless you have the grace of God to help you maneuver through this sin, to help you maneuver through this desert. So pray to God for that. Now here's the good news. The desert is where flowers bloom. Abraham became the father of many nations. Joseph saved his people. Moses became a great leader. John the Baptist became the forerunner of the Messiah. Paul became the apostle to those of us who are Gentiles. And Jesus began his ministry as our Lord and Savior. All of this flowering was made possible through the desert. So let's conclude with the prayer. Create a clean heart in me, O God. Renew in me a steadfast spirit. Help me to bloom in the desert time of Lent. Amen. this time I'll invite our